0: Hello, footies. Welcome back to the second part in our special show. Myself, Dan Wimish, and Aaron Glue, the Angel of the North, where we're talking around the kind of mental health issues, themes around addiction, and deeper sort of behavioral insight into our relationships with EAFC 24 football games and just sort of gaming in general. Very much recommend, if you haven't checked out part one, please go and check that out first, because that will uh, deeply kind of impact and gives a lot of reference as to what we'll be talking about going forward. And again, as I mentioned at the top of that first year, we'll be dealing with themes around things like addictions as well. So if that does uh, you know trigger you in any way, please just be advised that we will be talking a little bit about that. But Aaron, let's get going on part two. In part one, we kind of looked at you know why, sort of talking about dopamine and things like that, why this game can and gaming can lead you into bad habits. Let's talk about the positive. Let's talk about the lessons that you learned from stepping away and doing all this research because you are back in FC 24. You are active within the community again, despite uh, or in spite of learning what you've learned. So obviously there have been some lessons learned along the way. Just kind of talk us through your process of how and why you decided to come back. Uh, Why coming back is because I I love football games.
1: And there's not a huge variety out there. And I I think I I I didn't sign up for pre-release. I actually only got through it through my um stepson played he had it. So I was like, Oh, I'll have a few games and this, that and the other and that kind of dipped my toe back into it and I thought I actually haven't lost any of my technical ability. So that was kind of reassuring. I think when you take a hiatus, you think, oh, my God, I'm going to lose all my abilities that I've built up over years. The reality is you don't. It comes back really, really quickly. But I I kind of looked at it and thought, right, this is a massive opportunity. I'm going to engage with this game. I'm going to engage on my terms. And I was really aware of, or I became really aware of why I enjoyed playing these games. And it goes... You know we talked about it on the last show our engagement with football manager um i'm the same as you i've been playing that from about the AWOL, well, from when it first came out about the age of 13 i think and i've i've played every one since but what i le- what i've learned is what I, I like through that is i like the feeling of i do like the feeling of winning um, but with fc 24 it's even more specific it's actually not about winning it's about that feeling of scoring goals and i became really connected with how i felt over different parts of the game and I realized, don't pack a great player, not the end of the world. I'm not, and if I pack a great player, oddly, I wasn't like getting this massive high that some people do. It was that feeling of just scoring goals in games. Um, that's what I kind of really enjoyed. So I thought, okay, I can, I can control that. I can enjoy that. That means I'm not bothered about results, not bothered about the opponents, uh, how they're playing. I'm just as long as I'm scoring, I'm enjoying it. So that meant that actually I didn't invest hugely in tactics, you know, meta setups, none of that type of stuff. And I think it just allowed me to kind of approach the game knowing what I enjoyed about it. Um, And I guess my question to you and to others would be: What do you enjoy? The what do you enjoy the most about the game? But the holy grail that we're aiming for here. Is with that dopamine management I talked about before, it's that anticipation of a reward is to associate the winning and getting that reward with the effort of the process rather than getting it itself. So I'm interested to see how you're approaching it, like Dan, in terms of what would you say is why do you engage with the
0: game? What is it if you were to strip it all back, what is it that you really love about it? I, I just love building teams. I love, build, again, I talked about it in part one and same with other games I've played, whether it's FM or Command and Conquer or Civilization. I love taking something small and building and building and building and making it bigger. And I love the idea of just building that monster team and how I get there. Um, gameplay is almost kind of the last route I like to get there. Um, it's a means to an end, the gameplay. Um, it is satisfying winning games, but I'm I'm often sitting there internally in nervous wreck playing games um, because, you know, I've got, you know, I'm, I'm like, this, these people are better than me. I'm not going to do it. But yeah, yeah. I feel safe within the menus because I'm like, I know these, I know this. I, it, I can't lose here. Okay, I could lose some coins on a trade, um, but I know what I'm doing and I build up to it that way. And ultimately the reward I'm chasing is to be able to turn spending a few hours opening bronze packs into player of the month, Killian Mbappe, to then go and play some weekend league with it. Um, so I've kind of been trying to spread out the rewards that I'm chasing, um, rather than just being all about, I'm chasing 14 wins and basing my entire enjoyment of this game, or or what division I'm in in rivals. Yeah,
1: that's, that's really key because uh, I can relate to that as well in my journey, is actually finding what it is about the game I enjoy and focusing on that actually means that a lot of the other stuff that I judge myself on as where is, is your, as is your kind of like your, how good a player you are. Actually, it bothers me less. I don't care what division I'm in. Um, I'd like to, as long as I can hit say seven wins over the course of a week on rivals. Yeah, great. I actually prefer doing objectives at the moment because you know, it's it's just it's it's I feel like it's more fun because I'm not worried about, oh my god, I lost and I was the better player, or they're playing a certain tactic, or they're running down the wing and like getting me riled up. I'm just sat there kind of thinking, Oh well, it's there, yeah. you can do it, I can do it. As long as I'm scoring goals, and if I score more than you and I win, great. But that that that's kind of allowed me to find this this kind of balance um with the game. Um, but it's hard when there is, you know, you put that pressure on yourself and I've been there the past few years. i you know, if I'm coaching other people, I've got to be an elite level player. Yeah. Um, and I've also got to be engaging with the game constantly to be able to find ways to help other people. And I think that did add an extra layer on top of me. Um, that pre was self pressure basically, and I felt embarrassed if I wasn't hitting a high level of wins, um, consistently uh, or playing in 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 a good way. Um, so yeah, I'm just here for the here for the positive vibes now. And so far, it's it's kind of working. And I think there's a few other things I've done which have helped, right? So one is um, I don't have the mobile app either. I'm making it harder for me to engage with the game. Um, And that's really helped. Um, And I'll I'll come on to talk about the others actually as we move through the rest of the segments because I think it might kind of help more around actually that overconsumption that I talked about before. But um, yeah, having only one or two ways to engage there, something that makes it harder—means that actually, uh, I, I, it's not easily accessible, and I'm constantly connected with it, and that's that's hugely helped as well.
0: Yeah, and I think you know we talk about burnout, and it's something that I went through at the end of FIFA 23. Yeah, I yeah. had started streaming. I've obviously been very highly involved in foot in review. There were times when uh, John was away, and I was hosting two shows a week. Um, I was before we went to video i was editing a lot of them as well of course heavily engaged within the community as mentioned i was streaming and i had two accounts as well i'd started a a second account and i just i got to the point where at first it was all thrilling and it was great and i loved it it was ah new account building this plus i got my main account i've got more stuff to stream and then it was well i'm playing two weekend leagues over a weekend and and i'm still trading and building teams and it just got to a point where I just sat there and just thought what well, I'm just doing the same thing over and over again. I I'm no longer getting the pleasure out of this. Um, and I stepped away and that was how I dealt with it. I took that not a full detox cause I was still in the discord. I still did the odd podcast and things like that, but for a good sort of two or three months, I just stepped away and that helps me reassess my relationship with the game. Now that's, probably at the, I would say probably at the extreme, one of the more extreme ways to kind of modify that behavior through the lessons you've sort of learned and your own experiences and speaking to others. I mean, what would you, let's start somebody on that journey. If they are maybe thinking that I've got a little bit of an unhealthy relationship or even a very unhealthy relationship with the game, kind of take them through maybe some practical steps of of kind of how to identify that and then maybe some steps they can take to address it.
1: Yeah, I, I, you touched on the detox. Uh, oddly, we both did the same thing, and when I researched this more, when they talk about recovery, uh, a thirty day detox is recommended clinically, and I thought, and I thought, Do you know what? I've done that, and I could relate to it because all, and I now, I now know what happened in my brain, because what happened was when we talk about dopamine, I was in such a deficit because I was constantly like you were over, over engaged. So you're not getting the highs. You're just constantly running low. You've got all these gremlins that are sitting on that pain side in your brain. You're getting no pleasure, just constant pain. And it's subconscious pain, You're not physical pain. You're not sitting there going "Oh, this hurts, but it's a mental sort of pain. What happens on that detox is your dopamine rebalances and you hit back to a baseline level again. That's more, that's normal um and they recommend a 30-day detox and what they say is the first 10 days are horrendous now i was lucky because i went on holiday for about 10 days so i was so distracted and even my friend who was on holiday with we were both playing fifa at the time and he was like oh have you logged in and done this SBC?" i was like no nah, mate, i'm not i'm, I'm here for holiday so and then oddly he then stopped and then when i came back i just didn't i just didn't pick it back up again and it was amazing um i would say i think in some some other steps to look think about would be now i learned this on the, the course um that i went on and i engaged with a, a company called neurify uh, if you're on social media i'd recommend giving them a follow I post some really practical tips to help you rebalance dopamine but also your other happy chemicals But what they got us to do was review screen time. And wow, that's eye-opening. Like I was like, wow, I felt kind of embarrassed. Um, And within that, it will tell you how often on your phone you're connecting with the web app. And that can just looking at that number can tell you quite a lot. Um, I would also look at the number of games you played as well. I didn't look last year, but it would have been thousands, thousands of games. I think that's an interesting measure to go and have a look as well. Um, I would seek feedback from somebody who knows you really well and say, what do you think my habits are? Like, and just ask them and just have a conversation. And it might be that they think, actually, you, you, you can game really healthy. It's fine. That's cool. right? But you know, I think it's good to ask. Um, think about how you feel. Right? It might sound a bit deep, but actually when you're playing, you feel tense, you're agitated, aggro, stressed angry or well, you sat there and you're feeling quite mellow you know you've got you're enjoying bits you may be smiling at bits like where would you kind of see yourself and i was horrendous if i conceded a bad goal I'd slam my fist on the desk i would i i must have gone through about five controllers last year i felt embarrassed actually that's bad That that is bad i'd kind of grip them and twist them and like you know just i was so angry and i thought this is not, this is not what this is about um And just think about the language that you use when you're talking to other people. You know, is it more negative than positive? I think those, when I reflect now, my language was negative. My behavior was negative. um, I was disengaged. And my engagement volume hours was ridiculous. Um, So I know that now.
0: I think the the tricky thing, and it's something that I've always, since I came into this kind of sphere back in FIFA 20 during lockdown, I've struggled, and I'm hoping maybe you know the answer, I've struggled to fear, figure out what quite what makes FIFA and EA give you such unbelievable highs and such unbelievable lows because no other game that I've ever played, but no, no, I don't think there is. I don't think any other game has affected me kind of emotionally as much as this game. Like you say, the highs are great and you are buzz. I've had like weekend leagues where I've hit certain wins or something. Even today, I played today. I got nine and one in che- in playoffs, and I've I've been buzzing for the rest of the day because I've done really well. Um, it's and it's had a really positive effect on the rest of my day because I'm a bit more, you know, a bit more carefree. I'm a bit like, ah, I've had a good day today. Um, and then there are other times, like you said, I've not I've yet to break a controller but i've been i've I've kicked the air and discussed many a time um, and uttered names and insults that um, i think would melt alexa um, but you know what, what what is there a specific thing about this game that you think heightens those highs and lowers those lows there's not enough studies done specifically on the
1: game there are studies that are done in gaming specifically but not probably enough that i've seen that really kind of explain i guess the emotional roller coaster that we go on i think my observation would be is that the, the game the game the playing the game itself like playing matches so you talk about like your qualifiers um it's a winner loser there's no there's no middle ground you know if i play fortnite i can finish 85th or 7th the only frustration is is how long I got to be in the game for, but I can load it back into a game just as quickly. Um, and th- I think you there are other elements such as your team, how you're playing, um, what your opponent is doing, and I think we know that the the meta pie side of the game just causes a frustration. So I think you go on a lot of an emotional roller coaster. You know, you could, you're so invested, you're trying very hard the opponent is doing things you don't potentially like. I, I think it's just a real emotional roller coaster, but ultimately, did you win or lose the game? And then when you win, you feel great. And when you lose, you don't. I do think the one part of FC 24 what EA do skill-based matchmaking makes it a really tough experience. And why some parts of the game are more enjoyable than others, such as qualifiers for weekend league, oddly, and some parts of weekend league is way better. I think when you're constantly playing somebody who is just as good as you, that's like, that's really tough. And if you look at athletes, okay, so maybe arguably in football, they are competing against, you know, athletes of the same caliber, but like boxers aren't constantly fighting other boxers all at the same level all the time. There's a gap in between. We're kind of throwing ourselves into games every 12 minutes where we're literally going toe to toe with somebody else. Yeah. So we're investing a lot emotionally and mentally.
0: Uh, it's it's hard. It's hence why we need to take breaks. Yeah, it, and it is that whole kind of winner loser thing. And I I mentioned on again it, this this show is going to be released uh, weeks after. But on the last foot and review show when we recorded this, I talked about one of the best objectives I think that EA put into the game recently was you, the fact you got bonus packs just for playing a rival's game and scoring a goal because it gave you a reason to stay in that game and also not to be too down high. So I've lost the game, but you know what, I scored a goal. I've got a bit closer to that objective. And also with the Evo objectives as well of having, Oh, well, you know, I'm using this I've lost, but I've got the appearance I needed for my Gareth McCleary evolution. And it just, it so took away the pressure and the aggression from that game. Yeah. It was disappointing to lose, but I was like, I've still got something out of it. And I think, you're onto something there with the whole kind of Fortnite example and i used to be the same with halo i you know i wouldn't i wouldn't win lots of games on halo necessarily but my kd wasn't necessarily great but i was part of a team uh, and it was fun along the way and i also think that as well i think that the the solo nature of this game doesn't help people i think the fact that ea have not Gone down the co op route. Yes, you've got pro clubs, but it's been so de emphasized in their kind of priority because ultimately mm. their business priority is ultimate team. But I think that being able to share your experiences and your angers and the highs and lows with somebody else, I always think has sort of lessened that rollercoaster. Although I say that, but I find the highs when you do something great in a co op game are so much better and the lows seem less. Maybe it's just because you're just sharing it with someone.
1: Yeah, I do think there's something in that. And again, I, I'm not uh, I'm not qualified enough or trained enough to know like what what's happening, you know, when when we do share the experiences with somebody else. Um, but I do think you do there is you do lighten the load, the mental load a little bit. Um, I've still been frustrated when I've played co-op, but at the same time, I have actually laugh a little bit more. Or you're kind of on message or you're on chat, and you're just like, "God, this is like ridiculous," and it just feels a bit bit easier. Um, yeah I think um I think some other things to kind of bear in mind for I guess those who are potentially overconsuming. I would rather use that word potentially than addiction. I don't want to diagnose any addiction without or i, I it's not my position to do that. There are health professionals who can do that. but what I would say is if you're overconsuming, um I would encourage people as a, as a first step, and actually this will probably give you a bit of a an insight into if you are overconsuming is to do a one day detox, and that is every week to one day not connect with anything related to the game. No web app, no console, nothing. Just one day. And sometimes it will naturally happen. And I would be confident to say where it naturally happens, where we've got plans, weekends away, this and the other, you probably come back and you do feel a little bit energized. You probably feel a bit refreshed and think, oh, yeah, actually. And I've, I wonder also when that happens, if you play better as well. When you're overconsumed, when your dopamine levels have hit rock bottom, and you 're so demotivated and you 're not concentrating properly, and you start to feel agitated you just don't you just don 't play your best um, and what i would as part of that what I would encourage is back to what I said in the sh- first show, dopamine is designed as a reward release for effort, and if you 're taking a one day detox, I think about doing something that requires actual effort, physical effort Ex- so some level of exercise, walking you know I do that frequently. Um, They talk about uh, research shows tidying, tidying your house, tidying your room, um, doing something practical can actually have a real positive effect. And the other one, and this isn't for everyone, I know that, but cold water has the biggest impact on increasing your dopamine levels compared to anything else um that exists so this is where people talk about cold water therapy cold water shock whether you have a cold bath whether you have a cold shower um and if you recognize maybe you are not feeling great that cold water shock can have quite a positive impact i can't get more than 30 seconds in a cold shower i do struggle with it but i try and build in more physical kind of pain essentially that I put my, you know, positive pains, what I refer to it as I go into the gym, walking, tidying, doing something. Uh, and it, and it, I do feel sort of refreshed. So there is something in that as well, uh, I would say.
0: Yeah. And it's, again, the more opportunities you get to take a step back, whether that's a one day detox or even in the middle of a gaming session, you know, John has talked about it on foot and review many a time. And, you know, you know, through your own experiences with foot coaching, the positive impact of literally just getting up out of your seat and going for a walk going to make a cup of tea going to get yourself a cold drink if you've been on that losing run Mm -hmm. and and just just give you that mental reset and it's the same with a one-day detox you know if, if you're getting to overconsumption, just take that step away and just ask yourself the very basic question Well, why am i doing this you know what? You know, just have that space to think and to put things into a greater perspective, and then you can come back, like you said, often very refreshed, um, and go on
1: from there. And when we're playing, right? When you, I'm talking about playing games more than maybe opening packs here, but when you're playing, when you, when you, you know, the pleasure pain balance that goes off in in your head, right? This is the the what the, the chemical balancing. So when you feel pleasure automatically and subconsciously your brain will want to kind of impose some sort of pain to bring equilibrium equilibrium into your brain because it, you, you can't be in constant pleasure all the time so it just naturally happens but what i was what what um when it comes to gaming what happens is when you win a game and we talked about this is that it's like if we win play one more that that subconscious feeling of saying play one more is the pain being triggered in your brain telling you just just play one more now oddly the same thing happens when you lose so when you lose you're like can't can't end on a loss so are going to play so that it's constantly rebalancing so when you lose you feel pain so to get pleasure it's saying play one more and it's the complete flip around so you do need some sort of like physical intervention at that point if you lose lose on a losing streak you'll be that's when you can start to really kind of nosedive in that moment um, so stopping and doing something, what I've done, I've put a limit on my console. So I get a reminder when I've done two hours and that has oddly really started to help. Um, it's a, it's a positive. I I'm not saying necessarily stop straight away, but what I start to plan is my exit and think, yeah, okay, I'm out. Um, I've, I've done my two hours. That's a long stint. I need to just now go and, and do something else. Um, and I have found that quite quite a positive um step as well um a few other things i've done just for the purposes of sharing if this is helping or if this could help um i like i said I only to have access i like limited access to the game um i limit um well, i've reduced heavily my social media followings so I now, I'm trying to reduce myself to follow only positive people and, uh, and try and get down to a really low number of people. What I realized, say, so for example, on YouTube, I, subs- I was subscribed to over 50 FIFA content creators. Wow. For various, right? Subs- notifications on. Bang, bang, bang. Notifications all day. All day going off. So I looked at that and thought, that's not healthy because that's not helping. It's just more overconsumption. I'm getting someone else tell me, oh, I'll do these tricks. So I've opened these packs. Blah, 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 blah. So now I've got that down to five. And they're, they're, they're positive people that I, that, I, that I connect with. I've done the same on social media. I have stopped following those who weren't positive, or actually they were just basically, if I follow, say, 10 trading accounts, I just follow one now, because it's all the same stuff. Now, Again, I would, from an overconsumption perspective, I would just go have a look and think, right, how many people am I connected with? Um, that's kind of adding to this, and I found that a, a kind of positive step. But it's it's step by step. I didn't do it all at once. You know, I just started to reduce it week on week and just take, right, that one, nope, that one, nope, that one, and I now have a limited number of, as say, count,s content creators, whoever, or who I, from people who play the game that I follow. But they're people who can generally pretty
0: positive, positive. And that has a positive impact on me as well. Absolutely. And I think all of those are really good kind of practical tips to to avoid, like you say, that overconsumption and to get yourself back into a balance or even not get yourself into a balance. Again, we're, we're very keen to stress here that, we're, you know, for the 99.9% of people that play this game, you'll be within most people's definition of reasonable. Some people just enjoy it more than others. Some people just have more time to play it than others and things like that. So again, we are not medical experts. We're not trained um, psychologists. So we're we not here diagnosing and saying, you've got a problem because you're doing X or Y that we've talked about. Again, it's all about just asking yourself questions, um, being aware of kind of the issues and being aware of kind of the traps that people can fall into. That can lead to sort of negative impacts from playing this game. But sort of going forward, any kind of, as we draw this sort of second part to a close, anything else to add? Um,
1: when it comes to pack opening, I read about this one technique, um, and this is from um, Dr. Andrew Huberman. Uh, he hosts a, I would say, pretty much what feels like a world famous podcast, uh, Huberman Lab. He he's he's an expert in like neuroscience um and he has lots of specialists on a range of subjects but in his uh newsletter oddly he talked about um a way of bal- getting balance over dopamine and he talks about this coin flip technique um and I p- kind of looked at that and I and I, p- I thought oh, you could apply this to pack opening and the coin flip was so from a pack opening perspective you flip a coin heads or tails If it lands on heads, you're going to open your packs. If you land on tails, you don't. And you do that every day. And what that starts to do is actually bring some level of enjoyment back into um, pack opening. Because sometimes pack opening can not feel great. You're waiting for that one special card. It doesn't come. But actually, where you lose a bit of that just routine of doing the same thing, that's just not giving you any high anymore. So actually, you're kind of leaving it up to luck. To say, am I going to open my packs today? And if you if you do, great, you open all your packs. And if you don't, you you just leave it for the next day. And you might have three packs, but it will mean you do the same thing. You think, oh, I've got three packs to open today, and you and you might just then rediscover a little bit of a high for something that I talked about before that is kind of your neural highway for getting a high. So um, I thought that was quite interesting, um, and I think you know, longer term, really uh i'll share my journey I- i'm going on a journey with fc24 right now i'm still using the same controller i started with so that feels better um i'm not engaging with the game every day i am taking breaks i am but i've applied limits i've looked at my overconsumption, and i know how i'm enjoying the game but i'm not an expert and i've still got a journey to go on um and i would like through our community foot in review i'll be Creating a channel, I'll be sharing more on this topic, and really have an open door to, uh, for people to come and talk to me about um, and and work through some ways of potentially looking at what your habits are like, how you're feeling about the game, and and ultimately how to enjoy it. Because I love scoring goals. As long as if I if I score more than the opponent, great. If they score more than me, I'm not fussed about the result. And I think for me, uh, I feel really happy with my engagement with the game at this stage
0: um so yeah it's heading in the right direction and look hats off to you for being so open to share your kind of experiences both positive and negative with the game um and again the message is that everybody is a work in progress and everybody is human we're all going to make mistakes we're all going to have our highs and our lows and it's just about again the thing we we Pride ourselves so much in footing review is as Aaron said we are a community we are there there is no judgment it's like you know it's not like oh yeah look at you you can't get yourself off the game you know sad act or like likewise it's not hero worship oh my god this guy's the best person in humanity because he's got twenty and oh it's all just we're just we're just a bunch of people playing a video game and we share this mutual interest and we're there to put arms around shoulders when things aren't going well and celebrate you know, when things are going well and look attached to both parts of this show. If you go and look, however you consume this podcast or the video version, we will attach notes in terms of some resources and Aaron's going to provide some links to further reading ways to contact him. Um, And the other thing to say as well is look, get in touch. We're going to provide uh, an email inbox. And again, all those different ways to contact Aaron. If you have lots of questions and you'd like a follow up. On the things that we've discussed in the two parts here, we're going to be happy to check. We're definitely going to do a check in, regardless of what happens, sort of in a few months' time. But look, we're happy to come back and do a kind of a Q and A. Um, you know, again, feel free to send feedback anonymously. Again, we'll provide all the different ways to do so. But I mean, Aaron, it's been it's been a genuinely fascinating conversation. I mean, we've talked for over an hour in the two parts, and I feel that we could easily sit here for six. <laughs> yeah definitely no, no there's more so there's definitely more to say um and yeah the, the links i'll
1: post I'll, I'll also reference the specialists and trained um clinicians in this who kind of i've really absorbed their work um and uh, that's what kind of helped me understand it and feel like i can kind of talk hopefully talk about it in a way that makes sense of the people but there are some great resources that they all have and i would definitely recommend to connect with them um in some way to understand a bit more, but I'll kind of share my summaries um with the with the with the group as well. So yeah, thanks Dan. It's been
0: great talking about it. No, absolutely great to have you on. And once again, just that final message, we've said it two or three times again. Please don't feel scared or alarmed or worried about any of the kind of themes that we've talked about. Um if you know we've all been there where someone said something. If for me it's whenever I read something um about health in a newspaper, it'll be like if you eat too much bacon you're going to get x y or z and you know you get that chill goes through you as you think oh god i've done that or if it's actually do you know the worst thing is when you're googling a symptom you've had yeah hey god it's like i've got a tingle in my fingers so and then i've convinced myself that i should probably be going straight to a and e um but it's it's just i've just been sat in a funny position for too long but it, it, you know, I, I joke, but in in all seriousness, again, the lot all the themes and things that we've talked about here, we're not trained psychologists. Aaron's done some fantastic research and is clued up on, on the issues, but we don't want to scare anybody. We don't want to put panic in anybody. We're just opening up this conversation because this is a conversation, and it's an ever growing, ever it's a learning experience more than anything else. Um So hopefully, we've, you know, helped help some people or or not just kind of again giving people you know an hour's worth of listening however you've consumed this show we very much uh, appreciate your company again we'll be back to check in with Aaron um, and hopefully going to pop back on foot in review as well over the next few months as well absolutely yep I will be back Indeed. All of the resources, all of the links will be in the show notes. But thank you very much for your time. We'll end the show as we have to end any foot in review. It's a special show, but there's only one thing we can do to end it, Aaron. Drop it. We're going to drop it.